Um, so, yeah, just from what you've seen, just describe to the listener, just, you know, if Ohio State does get fields, what type of uh, quarterback are they getting? Yeah, and I know there's been a lot of analysts who, who have said that this guy is probably one of the best guys that they have ever witnessed when it comes to playing football, not only in the 707 camps, but also with the pads on in the games. Obviously, there still needs to be some development in his game. But what you're getting, and you and I talked about this, you know, several months ago when we talked about the quarterbacks in the likes of Dwayne Haskins and Tua and Trevor Lawrence and Kyler Murray, what those guys bring to the table, they're the cheat code. Those are the type of guys that if you get the ball in their hands in the right offense, they can make all the throws but they also are dynamic enough that they can just absolutely unlock your offense. Justin Field has that type of potential. I think he can be in that mode of a, of a Deshaun Watson. He is a, um, a program-changing type of talent. Obviously, he wasn't happy with the way he was being used at Georgia. Give me Ryan Day and Ohio State's offense all day, every day, over what is being uh, tried out there at Georgia because I think Ohio State's offense fits his game a lot more than what Georgia. Georgia's going to line up with a two tight end power football type of set. They're going to run a pro style offense. Ohio State has a lot of pro style concepts if you look at what's happening in the NFL today, but they're also going to go tempo. They're going to spread you out and they're going, they're going to scheme you uh, to get the matchups that they want. And I think that really fits Justin Fields' game. And, and Dave, I know you heard it, uh, numerous times from our fans on, on social media and Twitter, as well as the message boards. And a lot of people saying, well, what about Tate Martell? What about Tate Martell? I'm a big fan of Tate Martell, but you can't turn down a talent like Justin Fields. To me, you bring him in and iron sharpens iron. The cream will rise to the top. If Tate Martell beats him out, then that is a win-win for Ohio State because that tells me Tate Martell absolutely killed it on the field and he undisputably won the coaches over. But if you have Justin Fields and he comes in and beats out Tate Martell, then you've essentially upgraded your quarterback position. I agree with you 100%. Um... Buckeyes signed 15 so far in their 2019 recruiting class. Doug Nestor is still verbally committed, so he's the 16th member of the class so far. The class is ranked number 12 in the country in the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, Jay Book, what, just what are your overall thoughts on the 2019 class thus, you know, thus far and what Brian Day has been able to do with it? Yeah, it's a, it's a much smaller class as far as what we've used, been used to seeing over the last several years, but I'm happy with it. I think it's a special class, especially for Ryan Day, because for the most part, uh, your star player stuck with uh, him through the transition and all of the turmoil. You got some really outstanding uh, talents in Zach Harrison at a position of need, and then Garrett Wilson, who I think is going to be an absolute star. And the big thing with Garrett Wilson is he's going to be on campus uh, in a couple weeks, so Having him getting a head start with Coach Mick and, and Heartline really puts him uh, at an opportunity to get immediate playing time, especially with the departure of wide receivers. And then anytime you can get a, a junkyard dog down there in the middle and Harry Miller, 
pulling a five-star out of SEC country is a big deal. And the fact that Ryan Day was able to hold on to him uh, was big time. I know they lost a couple guys there, uh, but overall, you know, the numbers, the way they were set up, it was going to be a small class from the start. He kept the bulk of them. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can pluck a couple diamonds in the rough here for the next February signing day. We won't really know until he, he plays Michigan a couple times, but, uh, I mean, just your impressions of Ryan Day. Um, it's very early, but, Jay Book, your impressions of Ryan Day, how is he coming across to you? He's coming across very um, professional, a guy that gets it um, as far as handling the media. Uh, the coaches like him. And the one thing I think is very cool is he's he's really built a name for himself as a, cool, a quarterback guru, not only within the Big Ten region but nationally. The fact that you had Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson's private quarterback coach coming out and saying that if he had a son, he would send him to go play for Ryan Day. You see Ohio State's name being thrown around with a multitude of quarterbacks and the offense that he has developed and the fact that he's being viewed upon nationally as a as a potential uh, the next offensive guru in college football, that speaks volumes uh, not only to other recruits but as well as other uh, coaches who will potentially join the staff. Obviously, he's, he's going to have to make some tough decisions coming up he needs to figure out what he wants to do with that defense as well as uh, the offensive line. I think that's going to be critical in the eyes of a lot of Ohio State fans. Uh, if he decides to hold things intact, I hope things are fixed in the offseason and they don't have a repeat performance on the defensive side of the ball if he decides to keep Billy Davis and Shiano because if, uh, if he decides to keep them and things aren't fixed, that's going to look very bad on him for not pulling those triggers when he had the opportunity as a first-year head coach with the clean slate to go ahead and implement his guys in to correct the misdeeds of the defense this year. We're about a week and a half away from the Rose Bowl, uh, Ohio State against Washington. Buckeyes still favored by seven points. That line is holding steady. Buckeyes favored by seven over the Huskies. Um, Jay Book, looking at this game, what do you feel good about from Ohio State's standpoint and maybe what concerns you about this game put my money where my mouth is i have a high state rolling this game big the vegas insiders and, and the the sharps they're jumping all over this ohio state buckeye team i just happened to check the game the other day on pregame.com and essentially 84 percent or 85 percent of the vegas cash is on the buckeyes i think this is going to be a game where washington doesn't match up uh, with Ohio State when it comes to the speed. I, I look, I'm look. i looking for this Ohio State team to send Urban Meyer out on the right way with him riding the shoulders of his players with a dominating type of victory. I think Washington is a very solid football team fundamentally, but when it comes to uh, what they want to do offensively and the talent that they have, I just think it's going to be a mismatch uh, for them when it comes to Ohio State and Giving this team uh, a month off to get healthy is greatly going to benefit them. And I think Dwayne Haskins is going to want to go out uh, in style and have uh, a, just a phenomenal performance on the big stage. So to me, I'm, I 
got Ohio State rolling big time in this game and give Urban Meyer um, the time to prepare. He's pretty much, um, you know, a, nine, a 90% ball coach and winning those type of games. And, Dave, I just can't see this team coming out and laying the egg for Urban Meyer's last game. Like, my gut tells me this team is going to be up and they want to see him out in style. All right, last thing real quick before I let you go. Buckeyes versus UCLA in hoops tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to talk a little basketball to finish the show off here. Ohio State against UCLA in basketball tomorrow in Chicago, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time, televised by CBS. Buckeyes have a 79% chance of winning this game, according to ESPN's analytics. Jay Book, the Buckeyes are 10-1 and overall going into this game. They're ranked 15th in the country. This is supposed to be a re- uh, like, kind of like a rebuilding year. Here they are, 15th in the country. They were picked 10th in the Big Ten. Uh, Cincinnati, who Ohio State beat in the opener this year, just blew out UCLA a couple nights ago. The Bruins are just seven and four on the season. They are unranked. You know, but tomorrow's game should still be interesting. And I love what Chris Holtman is doing with this team. Just Jay, but your thoughts on Ohio State versus UCLA tomorrow, and just your thoughts on where the Buckeyes basketball program is at in general. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Cincinnati. Got the best of UCLA in their last game. Cincinnati absolutely destroyed them. This UCLA basketball team is just an okay team, nothing special. As you mentioned, 7-4 and four here. Uh, I think Ohio State definitely has the upper hand. Uh, this Ohio State team under Chris Holman seems like they're always being uh, underappreciated when it comes to the national media. Being picked 10th in the Big Ten is just absolutely absurd. Um, but I think this basketball team, they're it's similar to last year in regards to how they go about their business. It's a basketball team that's very disciplined. It's a very uh, very well-coached defensive team, which leads to a lot of open possessions for them. Um, and I think it's going to be a continuation from last year as far as how they uh, go day-to-day and game-to-game about their business. It's a tough team. you got a lot of tough kids on this year's team. So I, I'm excited about the, the projection of this basketball program overall, but it, when it comes to Saturday, I think they're going to be able to handle their business against UCLA. Fantastic stuff, as usual, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. <laughs> Oh, my God.